0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, I come before you today with this message of dire
1: importance. Lately, each movie we make costs about as much as a 10-year-old used car would cost. We save up for a few years and then spend it all on our newest movie. Of course, these movies earn us almost nothing, but it's so much fun. I'd rather have a bunch of movies than a bunch of used cars.
2: Can I come over and watch Ricky Farley with you tonight?
0: The film you're about to see contains scenes of shocking river
1: beast action which are definitely not for the timid.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Let the Motown Cast Get You, a podcast series dedicated to discussing the films of Charles Roxburgh and Matt Farley. I'm here with Matt, Calvin and Stephen as always, and this is it gang. The titular episode, we discuss the 2012 Motown Media Classic, one of the best films of the 21st century, Don't Let the River Beast Get You. In this campy throwback to 1950s monster films, a vicious monster has risen from its watery lair to terrorise a small New England town. Local tutor Neil Stewart must warn the town and make them believe him
2: before it's too late. This is it. This is the big one. Can I get the one me and Calvin thing out of the way quickly and then we won't talk about it again. Um, Uh Calvin's going to appreciate this. Calvin, how how amused were you every time they kept calling him Mr. Stewart? Did you also, like me, say so says Mr. Stewart every time in your head?
3: I did. I envisioned the uh, the man in the wheelchair. I, I envisioned the sandwich shop. Deadly Premonition, I was all over. Yeah, I was all about. Yeah, it.
2: fantastic. There you go. There you go. That's our narrow casting done. Wh- what? No. <laughs> what's What's this? What's if this? only
3: they talked in poems to to Mr. Mm. Stewart. That assistant they has. Oh. That assistant he has just talks in, um, vague poems.
0: Is this a video game thing?
2: Yes. You wait. When this, when we finish the motor movies, we're going to make you play Deadly Premonition and then record That's the Deadly fine. Premonition That's podcast. That's
0: fine. As long as I will get the River Beast vibes from that eventually. Yeah.
2: Oh, that yeah, yeah, suck. yeah. So there you go. Um, ah, so should we begin with our Discovery stories? I think we've talked about this or alluded to, um, but it's it's a good story worth retelling, I think. And it begins, I believe, with Jack and Matt. Matt, how did we find this one again? Because
0: we're we're obviously in the letterbox Discord server. That's where we hang out a lot of the time. Did we find this through a uh, a randomly generated like roulette search, or did this just pop up? What did it come up? How did we come up?
4: Uh... I don't know how I initially mm-hmm. came across it, but the reason we watched it was because it was yep. in my watch list, and it could have been there for up to a, a year or so, so I, I, it could have been in a list I saw yep. a year before then, okay. or just I saw a popular review on Letterboxd. No idea how it got there, but eventually we were looking for movies to watch together, looking through our watch list, saw that looked interesting, and so put it on the back burner until it showed yes. up on Tubi, yeah, and yeah, could actually. I
2: remember you announcing budget. in a Discord that you're, in, you're like, this movie's on Tubi, and I'm like, I have no idea what that movie is, and you both seemed so excited about it, and I was like, what? Yeah. You watch was... random stuff all the time, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, look, it's got a title like a movie you'd watch, that's a movie, <laughs> whatever, enjoy it, I guess, I'll read your two or three star reviews later, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never watch it. Yeah,
0: it was like our little cinematic white whale, we were searching for it for ages, and then it popped up on Tubi, and... We spontaneously watched it. Asked Stephen if he wanted to join, but you were preoccupied with uh, the kissing booth part one, I believe.
2: Yeah, um, Emma asked me if I wanted to watch the kissing booth part one because the kissing booth part three was coming Mm. out, I think, and I felt the need to watch that for stacks reasons. Yeah. Um, I have not watched the kissing booth part two or part three because it turns out part two is like two and a half hours long. Jesus Christ! And um, the kissing booth part one did not put me in the mood to watch the kissing booth part (laughs) two. So yeah, my, my viewing that evening was not great. The kissing move, not a very good But well, we
0: had a good time. So we threw it on and immediately Matt messages me like, are you picking up on these accents at all? And I'm like, no, this this is nothing to me. This is just like, this is American speech. I'm so bad at regional accents. And it, that it started the ball rolling of like, "This will never lead. this will never live up to the expectations I have of this movie, which is meant to be like this campy throwback. And then like the first 20 minutes, I'm like, this is bad. I, I I've This is a waste of time. What have I What have I done with my evening? And then I don't know where the moment was for me, but there's that turn, and you start to understand what's actually happening, like with this film and behind the camera and the decisions they're making, and they're purposely making it this really sort of awkwardly strung together mm-hmm. uh, homage to a bygone era of B movies, and then. I think I put it in my review that first time as soon as you get on this movie side and start to go along with what it's doing you you have so much fun.
4: I think the turning point for me was s- somewhere around the gazebo where they're talking about butternut squash and yes, yeah <laughs> butternut yeah squash yeah. is so good you can't, can't share, share
0: butternut it. squash. Can't
2: share it. That's- I, I think for me, I mean, I had your like warning going in that it was fantastic. So like, I was on board from the beginning because I found the beginning very, very funny. But I think that's because I went in with correct expectations. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the real realization point for me is when you realize that it's not a joke. Mm. It's not an homage pastiche movie. It's got like pastiche elements, but it's a sincere movie trying to be its own thing. Yeah. And I think for the beginning, you're just like. Well, this is like a like a black dynamite style like pastiche thing. It's like not really a very good one. Yeah, yeah. And it feels kind of like what's going on, and you're like, oh no, it's not that. It is its own thing. And I think rewatching it this time, I've I've watched it less. I think mostly this is my Mm. third time watching it. Um, I know that I mean at least two of us here watch it. Pretty much all the time um, <laughs> I know that Jack watched it at least twelve I, times last week. Um, but
0: quite a few times th- uh, this week.
2: Watching it this time, I think I'm now at the point. Maybe it's the Stockholm syndrome. Maybe it's just I've watched it more. I'm like, this movie's really well made. <laughs> like, it's like it's really well structured. Yeah, it's yeah. got bits at the beginning. I like the voiceover stuff at the beginning where it says the characters quite cleverly, and it intertwines that theme of like destiny, but does it just knowingly and humorously enough? Um, obviously there is a limit of budget to the actual like pure craft level. Mm-hmm but the actual like technique underpinning the craft I guess the sensibilities and the script structure is awesome. I was glad that when Matt was on he talked about like how he's really proud of the stories. This film has a very good story with a very good plot that like unfurls itself very like humorously mm. but also like it's it it lacks redundancy which it uses for gags but it is it feels a economical in its scripting and its plotting but then lets its verbosity fly with the grammar exploitation which we talk we've talked so much about. It's just it's just really, really good.
4: I think it's funny you say that it lacks uh or that it lacks redundancy because they repeat so many words over and over. Hmm. Some some could point at those and say that those are redundant to keep saying Rivertown USA or just keep saying <laughs> the word river but those are essential. Another to another the soul of the film. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: exactly. These these things that seem that they should be redundant actually become so purposeful like that it's that thing of the with the telling it becomes a joke. Mm. They're so good at the comedic rhythms here of being like... um, we said this before. They're really good at these syllables together. This intonation, this enunciation is just funny. Mm. And if we repeat it more it becomes funnier and like the things that, i mean child from another marriage it just turns out it's just a funny construction of words it doesn't like it shouldn't be like the concept of it is not funny it's at it's just all. like the formality think...
0: behind it as well like we're never using yeah. this kid's name he is just constantly <laughs> exactly. a, a child from another marriage and i think this is i, I think at this point in Motown history this is like the biggest production in terms of like mm. cast and crew and I think they do a really, really good job of like balancing all the little characters and storylines as well throughout the film because you have little things like the busker and the breakdancer and just little things like that that play into little scenes and then come back at the end and it's just oh it was a joy to watch this like three times this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think my oh, okay. feeling
3: about it was that I had already fallen into local legends like what three or four months before you guys got here and I was yeah just like, uh, yeah I I already had like a firm belief that these were like a masterpiece filmmakers like i was like okay i have one that is the greatest low budget film i've ever seen and this is like a horror movie that looks like it's like throwing back to things i really like which is a a little bit of gimmick a little bit of gimmick tree in, in horror which is like a mm. um you know uh this this film's really gonna shock you when you see the red come on the screen yeah you better go under your seat it's uh, like, uh better put your head between your legs because yeah. uh, this monster's gonna show up like goosebumps and, yeah i just love that stuff like a uh, like exploitation movies giving out like horror masks and mm. and uh you know like the what is his name like william castle movies yeah william castle uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and a, a bit of uh alfred hitchcock presents at the beginning as well so, or yeah. like a treehouse of horror being like what you're about to see may shock you <laughs> you know i love those
3: theatrics i mean mm. i i like that in indie movie because i'd never seen that in such a low budget thing where it's like Okay, but we have our own gimmick and we're kind of playing into a whole history of cult horror that mm. we've all watched together and enjoyed. And it's made such a pleasant thing to watch with our friends because it, mm. it's really born out of those things they mm. watch together.
0: And even that from that first initial scene where he is um, warning you about the Red and the River Beast, you get that. Uh, small town community budget filmmaking look of you can see him reading his lines. You can just see his yes. eyes moving and darting between <laughs> it, and you're that immediately like welcomes you to this world and like what you're gonna get into for the next like hour and forty minutes.
3: It's like a Princess Bride open, right? It's uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, Princess Bride. <laughs> but it it has that immaculate
2: vibe of like, I don't know if any of you have like ever like watched, I feel these happened during like COVID of like local theater company that like puts out a stream of their thing and it starts with awkward person introducing it (laughs) and it just like (laughs) has that feel. And I'm like, yes, I feel welcomed. (laughs) I feel I'm part of something where they actually really care about it and it exists for the sake of existing. And yeah, that's the raison d'etre for for these movies.
3: I'm glad nobody we know of has has like arrived on an opinion that it's bad. Like this is the most winning one I think among our, our larger yeah. friend group, uh, because yeah. everyone who's contacted it, I think gets like the well, I think it's a very regionally charming movie more than the others. And it's also like autonomous. It, I mean, it feels like autumn and it feels oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, like the spirit of a season in place. But I it, mean, it has so much specificity there. They mention
0: Mm. it on one of the incredibly long commentary tracks that I've listened to this week about how autumnal it feels. But it's also like this natural autumnal feeling to it. Like they're in interiors and obviously people are letting them film in their kitchens to, you know, be in their this this little scene for the film and like the the colours are all like burnt oranges or autumnal colours and all, all the leaves and stuff that when he's walking through the parks and stuff, it's just it has that very sort of like octobery autumnal feel to it and it plays into one the small town nature of it all but also just sort of that regional horror uh, aspect of
2: it. i want to go back to what calvin said about like gimmickry about mm. like the gimmickiness of, of of the beginning bit of i know matt's been doing the same actually so for, for pride month i've been watching through john water's filmography mm. um and I was struck a few times of like a, it's quite a surface level similarity, but there is a real similarity in so many things. And it's when watching Polyester that I felt this the most. And again, Polyester has that like central gimmick of the like filmed in, I think, S- S- smell of vision Yeah, I, fig- yeah, yes. I, I forget exactly what it's called. <laughs> and like, it just, so much about John Waters' stuff. Obviously, John Waters' stuff is a lot cruder and is like mean-spirited in a mm. way that these movies aren't. But like the performances remind me of that. Like Edith Massey is probably like, repeatedly my favourite actor in those films. Yeah. She is not a good actor at all. In fact, she's probably a terrible actor. She's <laughs> charming, but though, she is yeah. so good at yeah. leaning into a character and the lines. And I get that energy from so many of like the Moten characters of mm-hmm. being like the stiltedness it brings a realism that goes beyond like it's outside filmic establishment stuff, and it is it engages you in a different way. Like, a great performance engages you because, like, you see through the actor and you see a human, but this is engaging because you see the actor beneath it in a way that's, like, really charming. Um, So, again, I, I... it's. Cozy Roger Waters. Roger Waters? Roger, no, <laughs> Roger <laughs> Waters. Yes. Cozy Roger Waters. Pink Floyd. Cozy but, uh, Roger Waters. Pink Floyd's own Roger Waters. <laughs> e. Friend, <laughs> brother, famously the brother of John Waters. Um, I think, I think even that Criterion pink pink
3: set for Polyester comes with like a smell-o-vision a, thing. Uh, a yeah, scratch uh, and sniff. So uh, a little snifter. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I I watched like a FMV game stream and they sent us like a, a smell card last year. What? I forget the name of the game, Whoa. but I should circle back with it. Um, We're going to bring back. Very weird. Yeah. All right. It's like weird dominatrix themes, and uh, uh, a very strange game. Uh, I should get on the John Waters train.
0: Yeah, John yeah, Waters train uh, is a good, a good
2: train to be on. What, what motor movie do you want to have Scratch and Sniffle um Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean... Man,
3: there's oh, no... it's gotta
2: be Slingshot Cops. <laughs> uh, well, well, people here don't know, you said they don't know. They don't know yet. I agree, personally. Um, that or or the obviously the coffee shop was never. I want to smell like the, the lack of coffee shop in Paperboy, um, or
0: the the cupcake shop that they're in a lot in this movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that well, good, I hope yeah. you like that
4: cupcake <laughs> shop. Right? We can yeah. do Maybe one of the uh, movie. Druids movies. You can smell the dirt.
0: Oh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah smell I the electricity.
3: The uh,
0: smell the magic spot. I don't know. <laughs>
3: I think it's this movie. I think um, I want to smell like the, the forest and the environments here. Yeah, uh, so no. I think cards. That all of them. Yeah, <laughs> all, all of, of them.
2: these would be great smell- smelling experiences. Uh, we Make do that smell in uh,
3: some local theaters. We have like a uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory smell oh, nights. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, they, nights. they hand out the smell cards. Yeah,
2: you live in a dream somewhere where you're like constantly being sent FMVs that you smell and you have <laughs> smell night Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. What is oh, going man. on? So what was the like original
4: run of smell of vision like I, I assume john waters was throwing back to something when he must have been, been something around like, like the,
0: the william castle like, era surely yeah. something like I, very gimmicky uh but blah, blah, blah. the technique
2: was created I read by hans law book about this and i've forgotten already it, <laughs> like i read his book where he talks about these films this year and i, I mean that he's just talking about like he again like yeah the william castle stuff like wanting to be like a throwback to like fun gimmick cinema mm. but yeah, I think. Also, he just like had them. I think. I think, if I remember correctly, like he got in contact with someone that just like we can make these, and he's like, okay, brilliant. Odorama. great. Odorama, yeah.
0: the John Waters one is. Odorama. Um oh, yeah. Listening oh, to so the good. the commentary tracks for these movies, um, there's no better way to mm, describe. Which I did not. Uh, yeah, I, I I listened to, I think two of How them. How many did you get? Okay. I, I listened to. Max. How many are there? They're on there on the Gold Ninja video disc there's three, I think. One is the original D V D one with the Moturn yeah. guys from their original twenty twelve run. And the rest are there's one that's Matt Farley and the Important Cinema Club, so Justin DeClue and Will Sloan, and then the other one is just Justin and Will talking about like their history with Moturn and all that. And there's a part on the one that Matt Farley's on where he describes like the, the sort of writing process for Riverbeast as like the script was originally written in Italian and then put through Google Translate and then they, they are reading the words that are sort of coming out of this poorly translated script which I can't watch the film and not think about it like that in that way now because as you know it's this grammar exploitation it's these words that no one in their right mind would ever use it's these cadences it's these like vocal rhythms that are just so extraordinarily strange it's like decorous it is an awkwardly translated (laughs) script and i love that
2: It, it definitely does have the like i'm on microsoft word and i'm pressing synonym for every word yeah, yeah, yeah. To it's it? a very it's th- like, I th- like I took that my script that
0: one episode of uh friends where joey tries to use a yeah, thesaurus yeah. to write his uh like resume or something <laughs> and it's just like every other word is baby something. kangaroo yeah baby kangaroo tribiani matt kangaroo. farley will get that's, that will get that joke because he loves friends remember okay, <laughs> okay. uh that the, was the
3: game's uh, leather goddess of phobos was it <laughs> the smell of
0: leather leather <laughs> goddess of
3: phobos so maybe it wasn't v it just looks like an adventure thing I What were the different smells no, i assume one was leathery what else was in there i don't I don't Cow. have it on me right now but, yeah.
0: there's a lot of jokes in don't let the river beast f- get you a lot a lot of jokes the crammen mm. and there's okay, i think uh, it's hard to talk about River Beast without just talking about how funny it is and our favorite moments of the film i think one of the yeah. understated ones is Frank Stone, Kevin McGee, being a former professional athlete with a sport <laughs> that is never fully defined. So in his but, under- but that's
2: like half the jokes <laughs> of like mission of key detail is <laughs> exactly, why so many were funny. Of just like slightly beyond responsibility. Was, was it justify. Was it
0: basketball? Was it soccer? Was it hockey? What does this man do? But he is just an all-round athlete. An all-round athlete.
3: (laughs) You buy him as, like, a gym teacher or, like, a a uh, multi-purpose former athlete of some kind. uh,
0: Well, I found uh, out this week that the the official and Etsy store have uh, Kevin McGee, Frank Stone, like, trading cards. And I have never wanted something so wrong. I can't believe that it shipped to the UK. I really wanted that Magic Spot sticker. I might have to make my own.
3: I do think I... this is the best one at, like, combining the cadence with the uh, unique word usages. I, I just mm-hmm. think, like, there's a, a cadence to comedy where you just hear something and you know someone's just instinctively funny. Like, they, they hit that mark every time, mm-hmm. and I think it's, like, their own internal languages that are so interesting, and that regional dialect, uh, it, it makes it really funny and unique
2: i think why it works is because it has a balance of, of of differentiated but still broad enough to be like instantly appealing characters i think like and it, it keeps cycling back through them very very satisfyingly and it doesn't give any of them too much time mm. and it gives them just, just 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 enough to make you want to see them a little bit more like and you've got some characters who could be completely tertiary like the um the dancer and like yoga instructor lady that just like again with the wonderfully of the kitty litter stuff of mm. like she is joke then integral and i really like the the writer i mean Ido hootkins is just, hootkins
0: is a great is a great name and a great character
2: fantastic every time uh, just when he says he has that je ne sais quoi uh sparky Watts, my favorite bit sparky Watts was the sparky antagonist Cass, what, Is a great name
0: but he's he's dressed like an old film noir villain but it's just filmed in like digital color so he just looks like a man in a suit smoking but, a cigarette it's fantastic
2: but every character has a chance to be funny like the mm. first time that the um the family members, I forget which one it is, is introduced, and it's like you must be back for your. The fact that he's the god, like being god cousins again, mm. was like that's not a thing, but cool, fantastic. Um, and it's like at the end of that, been like, well, I'm not going. I don't approve of the match. And it's like what? Okay, <laughs> just full of fun details of just pointless little complications.
4: I think god cousin um, foreshadows that. God cousins sort of exists. Like one of one of my best Expense. friends, like he. he he often talks about his cousins and he will always have to differentiate between real cousins and fake cousins and fake cousins, I guess are akin to God cousins where they're not as uh, you know, related it to you. Is like so- when you call your uncle,
0: an, like your friends your, your parents yeah. friend and uncle when there is isn't? No yeah. I
2: think that's the deal there. Yeah. I was, I was referred to as an uncle recently for a, a friend of mine's child. I felt very, very special. Well, I feel like this is Uncle Steve. And I'm like, I'm not related to you. Shut up. And it's like, no. you know?
0: <laughs> I don't owe you any
2: birthday presents. Is this, a, is this a um, Uncle? Or maybe not all I'm, uncles. I'm, I'm not uncle. About an uncle. I'm about okay. to become a legal. Legally, I'm, I'm going to become an uncle. A legal,
0: legal. uncle. I, oh, I'm an <laughs> I'm an illegal uncle. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> what? No, with the process of marriage, you fools. Um, you know.
2: The process the, of become...
0: marriage. <laughs> oh.
2: And then that will make me an uncle. It will though. Which is a weird thing to think about. Something I'd be like, bam! I'm an uncle now.
3: I heard he became an uncle. That would be a good title for their sequel Yes, yes it would. <laughs> so I don't want <laughs> the
2: revelation at the end. I don't
0: want to get off Riverbeast too much, but in hot, mm-hmm. exciting Motor news, they've announced that mm. next year we'll get was it next year or later this year we're getting a surprise sequel to a, one of the Motor movies. Yeah. And after the hundred, the speculation around the internet is going wild. It's like a new Star Wars trailer has been dropped. Everyone's wondering what the next Motern sequel is going to be. Will it be a Riverbeast spinoff? Will it be Freaky Farley 2? Will it be a Local Legends update? I just,
4: I can't
2: we wait. We know it's not going to be Riverbeast because we have a sequel to that plan, don't we? Mm-hmm. We've got um the Merman one. Yeah, yeah. And
4: we have uh, and not Johnny. in a manhole. That's the guinea
2: pig thing, right? Yeah, no, it's not a manhole. It's the magic of the merman, whatever. Not in a manhole, not in a manhole. Oh,
4: okay. well,
3: we know about the hundred... It's melancholy Masanjani. of the merman, I think. That's
2: it, That's okay, yeah. that, which is very Hong Sang Um
3: That was like the Japanese translation of this title, right? Is what Matt said on our oh, show. Oh, was that what it was?
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to Japanese and then back again or
3: something. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, I don't know what I'd, I'd want. Uh, maybe, I mean, I want local legends too, obviously. But I... Yeah, I think that yeah. in an
0: updated setting with, uh, I don't know, Matt's... An update on Matt's songwriting process, and how it's got him here, and like just how they find the time to craft these movies in the space that they do, and the the camaraderie and friendship in that typical, stunted Moten way would be a very welcome thing. But then again, anything these guys put out, I will happily
4: consume. If you want a more updated like documentary on him, there's that mini-series on YouTube mm. where the Australian kid comes Yeah, watch I watched that. that.
0: It's okay. Um, but not, it only really not,
4: talks about the music. No one was I was gonna say, yeah, it's not
0: enough, there. not enough folly for me. But um,
2: how can but, you not
3: mention these movies?
4: I, I, I guess you must
3: not have known about I know. what was really well, in them.
2: I think it's within the scope, I guess, yeah, of the, yeah. the project. Maybe they're just right. not interested in it. I, my prediction for a sequel, I think, Slingshot Cops. I think because hmm. they've spoken a lot about how they think that one's undervalued. Okay. Um, I think it's sequelable because it's you know genre movie kind of thing. Yep. Um, you could build a little word out of it. So yeah, I think two slingshot, two cops. Oh. Oh, well, there's already two cops. <laughs> Four cops. Okay, two <laughs> slingshot, three cops,
4: <laughs> or
0: another Moton Media holiday special. I want another holiday oh, special. That, a different Sorry. holiday, though. Oh, we'll do like a Halloween, Halloween special. Yeah. Oh. Ooh,
3: that would be Please so do dead. that. If uh, we know you, you all are listening. Uh, please yeah. do a Halloween special. Do a
0: Halloween day. special, or like I don't know, film the extravaganza sometime and put that out yeah. as a movie that I yeah. can buy on Vimeo, so I don't have to travel yeah. hundreds of miles and never to see it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> to overthink, my prediction is it's not going to be a druid movie because they reckon they'd say I another they're, druid they're film. Done, done with uh, that. Yeah. That's
3: done. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and also yeah, I think they're done. So yeah, I know I know what I want, but I think Slingshot Cops.
3: Are they shooting in black and white exclusively? Now that might determine, like, they I don't might know. not do. Uh, I mean, local legends could be a black and white. Uh, black- local
0: kind of legends thing. is black and white, isn't it? Right. That would be. Yeah. That would make yeah, sense yeah, yeah, for
3: yeah. that to be sequelized in black and white. I think yeah. they're mostly doing that now they found kind of their form in that right yeah yeah, Have yeah any they the haven't done something color, in... not since we know they like special. to bounce okay.
2: around though they don't like to get like just stuck in a mode mm. like, right. so...
0: they'll f- they'll film in 3d this time 3d and smell vision they're really really getting to know that visual style or maybe it'll be an animated film if you imagine a solely animated Moton project and it's just matt Fo- matt farley's drawings cr- 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 it's, cr- yeah, cr- i think cr- it's cr- charlie cr- who slug. does the drawings
4: right <laughs> like the when they were going out to cruben country the hamster
3: Olympics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those
0: are drawn by Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Do, let's do some more of that. <laughs> that's great.
3: Yeah. I do feel like uh, River Beast is most expandable. I would watch any amount of sequels. Mm. Of course, we'll watch anything, but I, well, I'd River- be genuinely the- excited the every time. River Town USA. Is so good. The town. Yeah. River Town
0: USA. You could have all sorts of uh, stories within. You know, it's sort of like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You could do a, an anthology series of the little town goings on of Rivertown, USA, around this beast and this, <laughs> this the best tutor in town.
2: Bit of a masterclass in how script writing can be just world building by itself. Because mm. obviously, like it's the same place the rest of them are shot. Yeah. Like the actual world building, but it feels is, like just what it is. It feels, but it feels very real. It feels
0: very distinct, and it feels every corner a new person. Mm-mm. I don't pay for people to lose to me at sh- horseshoes. Like, come on.
3: It feels <laughs> very of like a piece not. with that script, too. As you say, it's very complementary yeah. to the to the environment they've always been in. And suddenly it elevates that to, you know, uh, a level of atmosphere. I think atmosphere is the thing that it has, that the druids don't quite have.
2: It's just got so many payoffs as well. Like, it's got, it's so good at just, like, setting up dominoes and, like, letting them go down. Mm. Like, even just, like, having the concert thing partway through of setting <laughs> up at the beginning. Obviously, there are, like, the major plot reveals, but it, it is just... Again, I go back to the lack of ne- unnecessary redundancies. Like it's it's good at like using redundancy for a gag. I agree, but it' such a tight way of going. Like here's the thing, bam, you're gonna see it later, and it pays off every time. It's never like an un- like underwhelming. Like that song slaps. Like yeah, uh, oh, it's, it's just great. so fun, it's so good, <laughs> and everyone gets involved. And like it's a good it's a good joke that everyone gets involved. I like the joke afterwards that they're like, yeah, he was great, but we still don't like him. Like that <laughs> sense. Like, yeah, it's a great song, but no, I don't like that man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it's and one the- of my favorite uh, songs that appears in their movies. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it it's works shot nicely so well. as well.
0: Yeah. So much energy to it. So and like mm. you can see, the the dance is very formally scripted by farley himself but everyone is struggling to follow along so they're just sort of doing their own spontaneous (laughs) thing and it just sort of builds into that community charm well it's
4: because farley forgot the dance moves before filming at least what he is he says in one of those commentary tracks
2: (laughs) he's doing his own rubber mud shuffle they're all having fun and he's just vamping at the front like he's david (laughs) burke throwing it around and what do they i like the song at the end the
3: um the credit song oh yeah, yeah, yeah also nice yeah don't let them yeah who is
4: that game. that that's not who is that by I can it's like uh, a different uh, no idea I, did.
2: Creative, actually, it, then, I yeah. just saw it earlier Fuck. got real good pop punk kind of like vibe to it though it's like just like yeah yeah this movie kicked ass it did kick ass always does
0: uh, I'm trying to get Never the name of this says. song it is don't let the riverbees get you written by the dying elk herd. Good. That's a good that, name. that is a name. Not convinced that, is... that that isn't a Moten project, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most music is, is the thing. Like, yeah. He's made so much music that every third song you hear will be a Matt Farley song.
3: Yeah, it's wait. just that uh, numbers, you know, once you've made that many. yeah, you know, wait, wait, Every song someone like, encounters, I... it's...
2: I was speaking to David um, of the Twin Geeks the Twin Geeks, yesterday about about Stack's plan, and I generally said to him, our plan is to make it more difficult not to listen to us mm. than to listen to us. Which is very and much that, the, that's the way Farley that you succeed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very much inspired by the best of the best.
4: Yeah. Did you read the modern
2: method to <laughs> adopt this strategy? Jack did. I
4: haven't Jacked. actually. Jacked.
0: I need to get it. I do need to get it. I've seen a lot of it on Twitter and uh, Amazon, but
4: I still want to pick up my own copy. Yeah, it's not um, a very thick book and he posts no, pages like, it of like it on Twitter all the time, like... so I wonder if it's already like, out
0: It's like uh, I don't know if any of you have read David Lynch's Catching the Big Fish. Very small book, very It's have, really good. It's literally like a couple of mantras on each page or like a quick anecdote from his uh like career and it's just all about inspiration and creativity and it's one of my favorite books and I feel like Moten Method is the uh the contemporary version of that. I will say... And there's
2: the Moten on Moten, the the, um, important cinema book. Yes, yeah, I need to pick that up.
0: And uh, I just want to say, the dying elf herd know how to rock and roll is a Matt Farley song about the band that wrote the Riverbees song and that is from the passionate and objective Joker fan on the album, Stupid People Hate (laughs) These Songs Because They're Dumb. (laughs) <laughs> oh, just a clinic in naming
3: bands, yeah. It's so He's, good. Yeah. It, it's just if I... It's
2: great when someone has found the thing they're great at and yeah, is just yeah, yeah, able yeah. to do it. Mm. I feel like that's that, that is actually really a rarity. Being like, man, I have actually managed to bank out on my my skill. Um, oh, what an enviable life. That's off to Matt Farley and his Spotify algorithm ways and uh, to to go back to something like I keep saying, Matt Farley and his wife continue to have excellent chemistry, it turns surprising. out. Surprising. It turns out. Really in, surprising. In, in mo- multiple of these movies, um, that actual couple, a very believable couple.
4: Yeah, they were engaged while filming, I think, and they were married before it was out, because there's a wedding photo in the credits.
2: Oh, very yeah. good. Maybe it's like that Dracula, like, was it Coppola's Dracula, where people got married on set by accident? Maybe it was what? that kind of thing. I've not heard about that. It's it's like... By accident? That like yeah, the, I like, do. Series no. of unfortunate events. I was just <laughs> thinking. No, that. the I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're referring to.
0: Oh, sorry. You get to talk about video games. No one's heard of. But a series of unfortunate events is, stick is too it. much we of a stretch. We avoid lemony snicket commentary Jeez. on this. You
2: know. I read that one book where it had like the same word for like five pages. It's even a good it's one. in a
4: movie too. You don't have to read the books. Yeah, it's... I don't like movies. Oh.
2: But it's got
0: Jude Law and Jim Carrey and Jude Pilly Law. It? Jude, Law, Jude, <laughs> Jude, Law. <laughs> Jude Law is lemony. Jude Law. Jude Law is lemony. as his character I from movie AI,
2: two thousand six, Jude Law continues out? to play a um, a sex worker robot in that. It's very bizarre, but yeah, no, he is continuing that.
0: <laughs> the only problem with this film, and there's the only problem with what? this film, the problem with this film, and even Charlie says this on the commentary track, is I think it's... Um The scene where we first meet the antagonist and they're outside the cinema, and on the side of the cinema billboard is The Help, like from 2011. And Charlie's just like, Oh, it's really cool to have this scene outside of a real movie theater, but that just sort of dampens things just to have this sort of like awkward Oscar bait
3: (laughs) film. Especially because it's like so 50s oriented and like it's monster. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Why is the film
2: to reality? I don't want, like, this movie doesn't take place in 2000s. Yeah. I rewatched the beginning of um, An Evening of Beverly Lynn recently for, for reasons apparent to Matt, just because I, I like it a lot, um, more than I should do. And, like, again, it has this, like, from moment one, you're like, this looks like the real world, but it's so obviously not the real world, and I don't accept that it is the real world. Mm. And I get the same thing from this, being like, this does not exist in re-. So when, like, The Help, return, I'm like, no, The, the Help doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, exist in this, yeah. In this yeah. World. That's not a movie that, that like, that would not never... This is a place where, like... Horseshoes. There is a roving <laughs> reporter that like rules the roost, and like when like there is an economy of tutors. Like this is not a, an actual place. Well, they s- they s- serve work.
0: stew at weddings and nothing else.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. is... So if the
4: Help doesn't exist in the River Beast universe, what are the movies that do, do, do exist? Really... Pitch well, the exist it in is
0: modern... g- There is yeah. a movie called The Help, but it's not about yeah. <laughs> you know nineteen <1960s> sixties <laughs> African American maids' points of views. The Help is yeah. just like a hangout beach movie with a monster sort of like a, a, a horror party beach or a catalina caper something along the lines of <laughs> don't let them, uh, River riverbees get you they're all gonna go watch a, a cheesy beach movie and it's called the help
2: i think they have david lynch's rabbits is what they have yeah, that's no,
0: that that still
4: exists, that's multiverse. But, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. David Lynch definitely,
0: definitely. is in every multiverse. Like David Lynch projects Are... transcend the multiverse.
3: Yeah. It's one of those cases where you just wish they had like the budget to at least like ride over it or you know, put local legends yeah. on there. Or yeah,
0: or just like something that. like of, of a time, you know, like an old William oh. Castle film, or just like a schlocky B list movie that hey. no one would think of. Like something they Actually, love from a shock marathons
2: just like just frame it slightly different and just have it saying help and pretend it's the beatles movie because like i would believe like that like help being that would a recent have release the most awkward angle to <laughs> get just saying help. and yes i know there's an exclamation mark on the end of that but still like that i would believe that help would be a recent release in that world and they'd be like let's go see help." Amazing. that i would believe
0: <laughs> we're all having fun doing the river shuffle.
2: Now that we've all seen because seeing this is our first one and obviously is a favorite because it's like although it wasn't Calvin's first one obviously but the first of the um local legends is it's like is its own special favorite mm. this if we're talking about the, the 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 Charlie Farley verse right um this feels like the first of those ones mm-hmm. um it's very easy to watch it in that you know in the same way that everyone's favorite Mario Kart is their first Mario Kart um is there a sense of this is the best because you discovered it, and now having watched more, do we still think this is just like the rest are good and this is up here, or mm. do they feel more equivalent? Does it feel lesser? Do the rest feel greater? Like has it has our comparative viewpoint or specific <sighs> viewpoint of it changed at all? I think Magic yeah.
4: Spot comes pretty close, though, yeah, but I'm, there's I'm there. probably a significant drop beyond that to so, I don't know Freaky Farley, Manch Vegas, Slingshot Copses, or just the next tier. They're all great, but yeah, but yeah, we'll I, 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 I think.
0: Spot. These are the only one. The only ones that on like Letterbox I give five stars every single time, just because they they get me. Our magic spark. Don't let the river Beast get you in local legends. And I think they're like my top tier of motor movies. Yeah. If we did one of those like massive ranked lists, they're like. Which maybe
3: we would at the end, you know. I, we yeah, could we do,
0: could. yeah, absolutely could do. Um, yeah, and we
3: could keep updating it after that when they keep releasing new when, ones. When they so. release
0: that uh, Halloween special.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, for me, this and local legends are right up there, and I need to see those new movies. I I haven't experienced the new phase of murder. yeah, saving it for the pod. Yeah, Magic oh, cool yeah. I
2: I don't think we can overvalue it for you. I, I I mean, and also because I know that you like a little like science like science fiction movie as well. Everything it's, about it's it got, sounds just like small it's, it's, I I like town science it. fiction I, vibes. It it feels very very. It's just so good. I was expecting to like it, and then when Matt absolutely loved it, and then yeah. I watched it be like this yeah, is actually very very. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh, if nice. I
3: do break from pod order, I think I will go watch that before we get to yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, we'll yeah, because it will yeah, be I a know. while
4: before we get to it anyway. How many movies oh, away? We've is got that? a few to go, so.
2: Can we just like... Am I an idiot? Or like in my memory? My memory is terrible. Is terrible for this of like what films are because I imagine some Mm. films are in black and white and they're not, and some are in colour. In my memory, Mm. Metal Detector Maniac is in colour. Am I just wrong? You're wrong. It's
0: not in colour. Heard she got married. Metal (laughs) Detector Maniac. In my head, that is a colour. Magic Spot are all black and white. Which is, I think, why I still come back to this one as well, because I think it is sort of the perfect accumulation of everything, mm. everything about modern
2: in color. You hate black and
0: white. I hate black and white. I think it's pretentious. I think it, uh, mm. you know, it helps their continuity too much, and it makes the films look cheap. No, I do like the black and white stuff, and I think yeah. because they're not necessarily focusing on color and too much like shot composition and lighting, their ideas sing in those movies as well like the, they can concentrate in things like in magic I think
2: cinematography hits better as well mm. because i think they like there is a good eye like like mm. talented people at pointing cameras in the right way but obviously like the equipment isn't there and obviously like they are not like trained did not go to crazy long roger deacon's film school stuff yeah so maybe there isn't that kind of like level of like technical proficiency but they know where to put a camera mm. and how to make a beautiful shot because they're, they're artists they know things and for the black and white really helps with that i mean, like, because again, Hudge Got Married has some beautiful compositions in it, being like, that is just a wonderfully framed shot. But you need the I colour. Mean, that's you need company. the
0: colour for Beast, or else you're not going to know when the River yes, Beast no, is didn't. going to get you. You need those, yeah, you need yeah, the reds. Like, I think like you it need, uses colour. If you're going to have colour, use it. You need that autumnal vibe to the colour palette, I think, to really help build the world. I don't know. It, don't it all like t- it ties into the same sort of aesthetic. And I think, if this was in black and white, I think it would still serve the purpose of, you know, Throwback to fifties, schlocky, yeah, uh, it's monster too movies. throwbacky. Exactly, I, I, black so and white. Yeah. That's where something like um, those other movies we watched, Matt, like the Lost Skeleton of Cadavra, and mm-hmm. um, uh, you cannot convince. What's Lock- the old Dark Lock- House movie? Yeah, I it think it's a it's Dark and Stormy Night. Dark and Stormy Night, and yeah. um, uh, Lake Michigan Monster, mm-hmm. where they play one. into like the aesthetics a bit too much. Where they don't really have the room to make it, oh, make it their own sort of thing. Whereas Motown is homage to a point, but then it becomes its own yeah, beautiful thing.
2: Freaky Farley, though, I do really like it. is is the closest to maybe like going yeah, a little yeah. bit over that line into yeah. we're just doing one of those, and it is reliant on being that aesthetic. But I think it's just also because I like that aesthetic. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know, like so. It's like <laughs> I like those kind of movies.
3: I think this might need the, the color as well for the flashes of red, which is an important mechanic, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, you could do that in black and white and just do flashes, but uh, mm-hmm. that's not the same. And the the rich color scheme of, you know, what a Halloween movie looks like or what an autumn movie could look like. Yeah. Uh, for me, I guess this one is the Charlie movie of the selection. That's how I identify it. And then Local Legends mm-hmm. is the map the Folly. Yeah, that Farley, makes sense. Yeah. Yes.
2: I also feel like this one is so much more interested in like Magic Spot has a, a wonderful cast of characters but it doesn't feel like as much of a location film mm, as this does. Yeah, yeah. And I do think, I think like the colour really helps to add local colour, like to like to make it feel like a, a, a place that is real um, to bounce around I on think it's feeling.
0: A, River Beast is concerned with location and Magic Spot is mm. concerned with time. If we're going to look at this location in a time, very yeah, yeah. Doctor Who sort of way, that is very much... Bandy-wimey. Uh, about future generations and past generations in once. Yeah. And this is all about uh, a community all in the same place at the same time. And I think it's wonderful.
2: But Magic... I, I think the audience positioning is really brilliant as well. I, I, I always like this in films. and I write a lot about it when it happens. It's such a, a film that finds a smart way to match its viewer to the protagonist of being like... <laughs> They are going to be new to this place as you yes. are new to this place. Yeah, yeah. But They have a thing to differentiate them. It's the thing that Hidden Fort. it's why Hidden Fortress is so brilliant. It's why Star Wars copied it. Mm. Of like you make these side characters your view into a world that has a little bit of expertise so you can learn, but not enough. You'd be like, I don't know what's going on. So it feels new, but established. And it's such a great yeah. script technique. And it works most of the well, time. It's... Okay, it's too functional. It's... but It works very well here. It's the
0: epic hero returns home. It's the gunslinger comes back yeah. to his yeah. his old yeah, yeah, town yeah, yeah. to fix things. I think. Call uh, for action. Uh, Farley mentions that, in one one of the thousand uh, commentary tracks I listened to this week, and how it, it plays into those old sort of films of a man done wrong comes back to settle the score. But it's a a, a, dis- a disgraced prisoner <laughs> scene at the beginning,
2: doesn't it? Like him throwing the ball in yeah, his yeah, cell. Yeah, like yeah. it. it, it no- It knows how to do that. Like It knows that that's not enough to be the joke, which is, I think, why the film works so well, being like, it's like, ha, it's like like those. And then you're right. Then it reveals that I'm a disgraced tutor. And then it takes that seriously Mm. and it makes the movie about it. It's so good at being like, ha, ha, funny joke. It's like, no, that's not a joke. That's the premise of the movie. And we're going to commit to this. (laughs) Because (laughs) It's going to be about that. No, I don't like that man's husband. Yes, that is going to do that. The level of commitment is just great sincerity. Because
0: before Riverbeast was Riverbeast, the original script was about a... A tutor that starts murdering his pupils because they aren't Ugh. doing like their homework, and like you can still see little bits of that at the start to before it turns into like a freaky Farley thing, but then it skews off into this river beast territory, and it's so good.
2: Yeah, another... I think we have a good positioning of Matt here. Sorry, sorry, Matt.
4: Oh just I was going to say another abandoned plot thread was Sharon Scalzo was going to like betray Matt in the way that <gasps> she like set up that professor at the beginning with oh, the photo photos okay. like, she was going to try to trap Matt into the that sort of situation yeah. They They let that go. I was gonna go say that feels that, like oh, just
0: like oh, one too many threads. I think. like yeah. that, I think and this it, is like a and perfect. that turns a character into a bad
4: person, whereas exactly in final yeah, product, it, everybody's it's just a hero.
2: wholesomeness at every point in a way that I really appreciate. Like, I mean, later I'm gonna talk to Jack on a different podcast and we're gonna complain about this need to have everyone have redemption arcs. So ignore me then. That's but Star in this, Wars. like that sense of yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, but like here of like actually having niceness that no one is actually like that terrible. That you know that. Former professional athlete is going to save the day <laughs> and is going to be a positive presence. Mm. is 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 great and like I do like that it 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 flirts of the idea of sleaze because it knows like that's a genre trope, yeah. but then in a way that's so stupid it's never objectionable. So you do have like that like the guy creeping on her and then you have the um the picnic babe. Yeah. <laughs> any other movie I'd be like that's objectionable and here it's like that is so. There to only be a joke and it's and, so like,
3: And they're named, of course. You're not just stupid. saying that they literally yeah. say it in yeah, the movie. There's
2: the that. picnic base. Yeah. And and people and again it's that great Moton thing of people a great joke the human back to is person mentions a magic spot is brilliant because of this. A person says ridiculous thing like it's the most normal thing in the world. It's like, you won't believe what I found in the forest. And went, what? Apart from the picnic base? Well of course apart from the picnic base. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows they're there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the yes ending in these is just so yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre- n- so non improvisational, so like precise that the joke's just spiral. You're just giggling in the corner like hee hee. It's funny, it- but you don't find it far. Why isn't everyone laughing? It's so funny. Is the Frank
0: Stone statue reveal the greatest joke oh. <laughs> in in twenty first century culture? Because in I don't ever laugh that much. Every single time. I, <laughs> I think I I mean there's no There's no comparing it to the first time I think I saw it because it is just the most Mm. ludicrous image of like, and like now that we know a bit more about McGee as well, about how he acts on these productions and as an actor and as a person in Matt and Charlie's life, I think it's even funnier that somehow they got, they managed to paint him in silver and pose for that i think and that's it's just, the only it, scene he had to leave his house for i think exactly <laughs> and like, I know that it's not often that he does that and so they make it worth it they paint him in silver paint and have him stand there and it's just such a, an awesome visual joke
3: <laughs> just because they've got him to agree to you know so little in like a very charming way like what his involvement is is very straightforward but <laughs> then he does like the most outrageous thing that anyone's had to commit to for the series just, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, just painting himself yeah i mean uh yeah, I think that level of commitment is really high and it makes it funny because the rest of the commitment is just very much Kevin McGee being Kevin McGee. Yeah, it's, it's
2: so funny. I re- I watched this for the first time, as I mentioned on another another podcast, with a friend of mine and some of the Jack's met, um, um AJ, of who we went to university together and my role in AJ's life was just finding him weird movies yeah. and like this seemed like the perfect weird movie. So it was a double bill of Ricky-O, the story of Ricky yes. in this movie. And I was not expecting to for this one to be like the one yeah, that yeah, stuck yeah. that really, really stuck that we watched ricky as so a ricky was like oh, that absolutely ruled and they were like what's this like
0: oh my i'm just this something else
2: laughing so much all the way through and yeah the the statue of like we were both almost in tears of laughter of just like not believing like the the brilliance that was unfurling above our eyes i love it so much
3: also the the creature design i think is something that we like um as a group, I think we're the, like the Psycho Gorman people that yeah. I know. Mm. Uh, I associate yeah. with you three as um, enjoyers and purveyors of uh, the same kind of horror things that I'm into, yeah. which is the old horror ideas. Yeah, and yeah. I like that it's not too defined of a suit because it would still fit into any 50s movie. I mean, it still exactly. it's, would it's, fit with like... Creature, yeah, real, real there are yeah.
0: some, There are some yeah, it's really much horrendous Roger Common films Um the I can't I can't think of the title, but and then you see the like the titular monster, and it's just like the worst suit you've ever seen in your life, and you can't even find how that tracks to the name of the movie. I'm trying to, I'll have to look up the actual film I'm thinking uh, of. I mean, it's it could be like 50 different movies. I was going to say so
2: it's, definitely, <laughs> uh, it's almost
3: certainly a Corman movie. All of them.
2: Uh, it goes back to the narration at the start, though, where it has that wonderful line where it talks about like, you may want to avert your eyes, but if you are brave enough to watch, it's quite a sight to behold. And it's, and it, yeah, oh, oh yeah, as Matt just did. Yeah, you gotta uh, peek he, through your, avert your eyes, but he's peeking through because he's still gonna read his line. <laughs> <laughs> Which, the moment, I realised, like, oh, that's why he's doing that. I was like, I don't think that is just so, joke. That is because, like, you that know, is gotta, like, gotta still I think it speaking. can have a dual that, purpose. But, that's the final exactly, thing. Yeah, good. It works well. Work, it works
0: that was the final touch of the movie because i think um they finished like they wrapped shooting and then six months later while they were editing they were like oh we need something to like kick the movie open like an old sort of william castle mm. thing and that's they already had the Oh, okay, yeah. right. So they just need yeah, the they already had the red it, flashes, kind
4: of... and they needed some way to explain it. Because I guess that'd be so interesting without there.
2: explanation. Mm. That would be that would be that would be an interesting cut to watch. Because like it, it wouldn't be effective the first time, but it would be like maybe it would be a satisfying process. But like ah, yeah. But then it wouldn't have the appeal of that first but like mm. oh, That's a Yeah,
3: like, I wonder it's... because explaining it makes it funny. But I think it would still yeah. imply the same thing. But like explaining it gives it that other layer where. I think they're so good at working with their limitations, as you say, that everything yeah. can have a double entendre and purpose because they've designed and they have intention. And all the jokes do loop around. There's, you know, it might sound like a lame joke. Like uh, my wife walks by, she's like, I'm not going to watch this movie with you. I'm like, that's great. It's it's my thing with my friends. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, but then I, I watch You're it all and it I'm like, what if she could see the whole picture of what this is? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I- <laughs>
2: It is an, you have to immerse yourself. Again, it's like, as, as Jack put perfectly, it is a wavelength that you do have to tune into. Mm. And then once you are tuned into, you're like, yes. Because it, cause it yeah. also perfectly operates on a specific wavelength. But it's very, very specific. Um, the Red Flashes thing goes back to what I think in my mind all the time of what Farley talked about on the Twin Geeks cast, when it was called that, and we had him on that, of that sense of the separation of coziness and threat mm. in slashes, And it so clearly <laughs> differentiates it. So that sense of you don't feel it allows it to be fun hangout movie you don't ever feel a riverbees could jump in it every time because you don't want to be fit in that way and maybe if that wasn't there there would be more of a pervasive sense of threat but it isolates it so beautifully to you no know, this is the sequence don't worry about it and now we can be goofy comedy over here without those two things overlapping
4: when we were first watching it like we we get to the point where like i, I get the jokes i'm on board with the movie but i i couldn't I was still skeptical that it could carry on for the full 100-minute runtime. I thought yeah. it would have to fall yeah. off the rails at some point. The jokes would get old. There's only so many times you can say the word river. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just keeps going and it never stops. There's so many side characters, so many well, subplots. That's just the thing works these, all the way through.
0: These sort of... Uh, I don't want to say parody because it's not a parody movie, but something that's... Ta- no. it, it's uh, it's ma- uh, making fun, but also showing gratitude towards a certain genre of film so those like lost skeleton of cadaver and old dark dark stormy house i'm always on board with for the first like 25 minutes and then it sort of loses steam for me um but this one it just sort of ramps up and also just stays consistently creative and funny
2: i feel the same way about breathless actually (laughs) And I'm not
1: joking. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> every that's... every
2: time I've watched A Buddha souffle I'm yeah, like yeah. I'm just like again being like, This movie is like I've underrated this, this is absolutely incredible. And I'm like, Yep. Yep. We've done that now, I guess. Still doing it, huh? Still jump cutting, hey? Yeah, still doing it. So yeah.
0: Still picking up better part. than Breathless. Uh, no i comments, would say it's but... better than breathless it's I more yeah, i would agree
4: with that <laughs> we're yeah. we gonna agree I, i'm gonna it's go ahead and say it's better than anything goddard has ever done <laughs> actually yeah
2: i yeah i i on? have no goddard movies on my top 100 <laughs> this movie is is on it Like, oh man yeah what was, I gonna say? was it your like now true comparison well, <laughs> like... we love talking
4: about <laughs> mcgee on this podcast but there are a lot of supporting characters in the modern verse and they're all in this movie so yep. uh, yes let's, let's talk about a few up. of them like i love jim mchugh he's matt farley's uncle, uncle in this movie lads. he's G- sheriff paul teak Teague- <laughs> hansen right yeah, yeah. and uh, he has the, perhaps uh, the, the fake
0: jail cells and <laughs> yeah
2: just the yeah, best yeah. Just... monologue about his gut his gut monologue about like sorry about the the hunch of like when he admits that he was wrong the whole time is again one of the best bits of the movie <laughs>
4: Yeah, and he has perhaps the strongest New England accent of mm-hmm. anybody in all these movies and it's just a joy to hear every line that comes out of his
3: mouth. Is, I, is that a bit sausy? Do you feel like that's an authentic New England accent? New I've New heard New
4: him talk England. in person. Yeah, that's okay. real. <laughs> that's real. He's oh, met good. the stars.
2: Yeah. Wow, he does the act, uh, you know, he does the act, the accent in person as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Always in character. Always, Always in character. And he, he uh he was on the commentary track with Farley for like twenty minutes. Like he interviews a bunch of different cast members in there and oh, okay. uh hearing uh Jim McHugh talk during that was just it, it was it's so fun because the, the way he talks about himself and his role, he's like, Oh yeah, Char- Charlie's a pretty cool director. I've worked with some of the greats, yeah, but Charlie knows what he's doing. <laughs> <I've worked with laughs> like, some of the greats he has, you know, he has Farley, a lot of self importance that he that. <laughs> puts forward on that track. He he considers himself the center of the the moral center of the movie. I think.
0: Interesting, interesting <laughs> place. I like how he has his own reading of the film. <laughs> I love that.
2: With, it's um, it's it's Scalzo as the roommate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah. I, yeah. I, just my my favorite persistent joke of his: random bursts of violence.
0: I love that. Like <laughs> just like the heighten, the, the heightened soap opera melodrama. Those mm. just like. That just sort of spontane out of nowhere. I love that stuff.
2: Yeah, and whatever. Let's whatever side character do do I adore? Um, I mean, oh, obviously we haven't talked about the greatest nickname ever. A
4: killer moon.
2: Thank you, okay. oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Of the the, it's a joke, but it's also like I feel slightly tearful at the same time. Of it's kind of like beautiful and wonderful. Of he wants to be called that, and he does his military operation, and it's just a. Really and moment. his friends know it
4: too. Like, he, he, yeah, the, the people yes. he's out in the woods with, he says, Yeah, call me Killer Moon. And then when Farley comes out later, like exactly. unprompted, <laughs> he refers this to him as Killer Moon. So everybody's on the brothers. same page, yeah. I
0: think Which one of the we'll like yourself. side effects of being so enamored with these Moten movies is when Matt and I watched a movie the other night called Woodchipper Massacre. And I think part of me is starting to grow, like, get a, a great deal of appreciation out of these smaller town, like, horror movies because of something like Don't Let the River Beast Get You and seeing, uh, like, the community side of things. So, Woodchip Massacre is just like, it has some motor moments where it's just, like, really weird acting decisions and really weird dialogue, and then, like, a decent schlock of horror. <laughs> and it's, oh,
4: I don't know. It's yeah, just like sort the, of the, kid's aunt. the way I
0: approach those movies.
4: Yeah, I don't know if it's like the kids aunt or grandma or, or yeah. something in that movie. She's like she just shouts all of her lines in this bizarre cadence and it,
2: I, I, I hinge on every word like I can't tear my eyes away, and can't stop <laughs> listening. <laughs> but yeah, so the- there's something really hopeful to me about like discoveries like this because like obviously calvin has, has been to way more film festivals than i have mm. but like covering the couple that i did you like you get these movies come up that are occasionally like, very low budget and, like i've no idea this, what this could be and just reminds you that the next great discovery of something that's absolutely brilliant can be anywhere mm. in any place yeah. and we get so used to like the films that like catered to us and like are of a certain level being the only films to look out but the fact there are still discoveries out there that are as good as your favorite films, yeah. that are as good as like anything that comes out. Like I have a list of mm. Letterboxd, which is my favorite film from every year. Um yeah. and Riverbeast is my favorite film that year. Like that is easily there. 2012. So that sense yeah. that your film of the year could be this completely like unknown, random like be drop. Um, that great cinema is out there everywhere, mm. which I usually mean in, like an internationalist sense, but like mm. now I like that it's even like in a hobbyist sense. Of just just so much, it's just it makes me so optimistic. Well, it's all about you it. You on the last... I think
3: that's what I get so much out of festivals is that uh, yeah. connection with another community of film, and I feel like uh, community made film uh, is something that we all value. I think. Oh yeah. I think Absolutely. we value that uh, appreciation that we share for things. I think that's what comes through at festival. It's just like all of our online chats just played out over a weekend. It's so gorgeous to uh, to see people really supporting the forum. And also, as Steven says, it's not all classics. <laughs> there are a lot of vanguard filmmakers out there just doing like some real weird shit in mm. their backyard, yeah. and it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I w- People pointing cameras in places always gonna work.
0: I will <laughs> say for those interested listeners that uh, local legends and don't let the river beast back. Uh, don't let the river beast get you. Are back.
2: Don't let the river beast back. <laughs> Is that get back. The sequel? Uh, don't let it back.
0: <laughs> are now available again at gold ninja video and they're not a limited release i think they're just order i think they just print on demand now so
2: and this time it might actually might be actually, local legends they, on the disc. they don't have any
0: liner notes with the essays which is a shame but you still get all the the river beast action and all the commentary tracks and the special features because i i i double dipped and i finally purchased um local legends and i got the metal detector Heard she got married. Blu-ray for whenever we oh, cover but local legends sadly I... won't be here before we we uh, we cover that one. But oh well, it's just nice to own. I'm gonna have to rebuy one it. One of the best I think, movies
2: because obviously my local legends is, is personal space invader. Yeah. Um, so I've got the liner notes, so that I think is the the best scenario for me. Carry over my liner way notes yeah. <laughs> and then just like you know, like back in the day of like when you were like recording things, your parents were recording things off TV onto like VHSs. Mm. Um, and let like you pick up something that claiming it was "Tomorrow Never Dies," and you play it and you'd be like this is this is Antiques Roadshow. Um, Why were your so... parents
0: recording Antiques Roadshow? That's the main problem here.
2: <laughs> I mean. They, they, legit, they legitimately were. What? <laughs> I, oh not, my, that I, I need to watch this again. I need to watch Antiques Roadshow again. You know, so, well, sometimes your parents are around at the same time, and they, right, they watch it right. together. This is back in the era of all like right, you know, not man. on demand.
0: All
3: right. Yeah, watch, if you were you not know. home, you you wouldn't get to see that episode yeah. oftentimes for like five six months. So I mean, <laughs> you just record. Antiques I know, not but you water you, cooler
0: right? television.
2: It wasn't
3: like on demand though. It is. That is exactly what it is.
2: <laughs> antique. I, I disagree. I even know if that reference works outside of the UK. I don't know if that's a thing outside of. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We, is. We I, I, I saw oh, so, so much. much antiques Forty-four seasons, road it's seasons
0: of Antique oh, Roadshow. It's I'm recording so one right now. So <laughs> This is it. And the Antique is a ten-year-old. It's, it's ten... a great show. I was trying to find the actual like official birthday of Riverbeast. I assume it'd be around this time of year, because it, obviously it's been ten years. Yeah. I was just trying to find like the the first ever showing.
4: Way right back to Uh. Yeah. I don't know.
0: So I wanted to translate this for a birthday, but if it's is if this it's on the
4: modern or... website? I
0: I could only find it on IMDb with the Japanese release in 2016, <laughs> which is just a hilarious thing to see.
3: What does that mean? Does that mean it was I like, on like a streaming on service video? or something like on streaming in Japan somewhere?
0: They they talk on the comments one of the commentary tracks. Um, that this was on one of it was on YouTube for a long time under one of those YouTube channels that's like best horror movies or something so they'll, 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 they'll just put up like
2: i mean they're not wrong it has a horror genre tag and so the that's what i said so therefore.
0: this is like a youtube channel that has like public domain and like uh re- re- regional horror that no one's really going to care about the rights to and obviously they got riverbeast on there and so many of the comments were just like obviously these fans are coming for horror movies and they're getting don't let the river bees get you this Mm -hmm. this film that's unlike anything else and there's two camps charlie was like a little disheartened that the response wasn't great and farley as farley does is just like great people are watching our movie i love this
2: (laughs) i presume it's not still there
0: uh no no, it went down a couple years ago yeah okay
2: i always i i I presume no one here has ever listened to like the waypoint a video game podcast, but oh, yeah. they have a re- recurring reference to Yahoo anime on that, which was like they realized the power they had on the internet was <laughs> they talked about how there was a secret like Yahoo anime w- service, like through the old Yahoo website, where there was just like tons and tons of clearly like bootleg oh. series. And they mentioned it one episode, the next episode taken, taken down, down they're gonna yeah. watch it again. So they're like, we gotta be very careful what we talk about this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, someone put, uh, put it back on YouTube? No rent yeah. it from vimeo i it's mean good. we won't talk about it we won't talk about it we're gonna take <laughs> it down but just put it back up
3: we just play it on the site like when someone clicks the article they, yeah. they get just start
0: playing hello ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i come with you with a dart. <laughs> 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 so yeah this is it's i think this is the best this is the best of the best for yes, moton for me at this point having revisited heard you got married once and i've seen metal detector and i've seen magic spot a couple of times this is this is an old timer for me. So so good. Like I have watched it mm, three times in the past week, and even talking about it for an hour with you guys, I'm still like,
2: ah, I could just throw it on tonight. It's such it's a perfect become an easy like throw up in the background it's, movie. It's of, a like, very I could be something. Movie, yeah.
0: It's a it's a comfort watch. It's a background movie, but also like as I watched it with the two commentary tracks first and then i gave myself a vanilla watch afterwards and i was like am i going to enjoy this as much with the anecdote without the anecdotes and it's just so good like it's so good it's so funny and i think it warrants re-watches as well because you pick up on so many little things that you never even caught your there's first a lot time. Of script. there's a lot of script and it's grandma's exploitation it's, the, first it's time. the cheapest yeah. of all the exploitations all you have to do is write funny words i love it yeah
3: I was kind of stuck at a nine out of ten until Stephen commented that uh, it was his favorite for that year, and I started thinking like relative to other cinema that relative, came out, yeah. hmm. uh, like you know, let's yeah. let's say two thousand ten to two thousand thirteen ish. Other than oh, Under the Skins that year, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move no, it to a ten. Those are
0: the only two movies.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna move it to a ten either way because it's you know second or third that year. It's not the yeah,
4: same cool. year as Under the. 2013, 20...
0: right? Yeah, it's a bit yeah, longer. Right? All... It's around the same era, though, isn't it? River right, yeah. is 2012. 2012. Okay, I'm thinking, yeah, like, best movie of 2012. Looper? <laughs> like Django
2: Unchained? What else came out in 2012? <laughs> I... uh, I'm looking it up now. I'm going to sort by my highest rating. Mm, that's a good idea. Okay. Um,
3: you think it that's is? That's
2: highest rate, That's not highest rating. It put. It's such a beautiful day at the beginning. <laughs> oh I like, no! I put it by, oh no! I put it by audience highest rating. I was like, uh, no. Yeah.
3: Um, we don't support that. Support that. Some of <laughs> no, us do. Terrible.
2: Everyone here agrees that one well, well, sucks. Yeah, I do uh, not. Never agree. Met oh, Save like that for the. Moon, it's such uh, a beautiful Moonrise podcast. Kingdom. Francis Ha, the master. Holy, killing, motors. Holy motors. Holy motors. Yeah. yeah that,
0: that. There's like there's a lot. Of, wow, like.
2: Yeah, but do any of them yeah, have any the, River those No
0: River Beasts in those
2: though? So uh, River wait, Beast, wait, then wait. Holy Motors, then the Master, Active Killing, Francis R, Moonrise Kingdom,
3: fantastic. Yeah, uh, Active uh, Killing's more- tough. That's my favourite. Documentary ever. But, uh, Wild it's it's crazy really, like, to
0: compare the act of a killing. Good with, <laughs> movie, don't let the the let's compare the, the act videos. of killing with the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what is the Motown reading on an act of killing? How could they spice it up? How could they spice some of that dialogue up with some funny words and yeah. cadences?
2: So, <laughs> <a lot laughs> more, of, more <laughs> incidental
3: <counts>. humor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, both are about like, like, kind of like homemade don't, like, don't do movie this. vibes. do like we, both finally about going out there and like making your thing with unprofessional actors. It's pretty much the same thing. You take non professional actors uh, and you make a genre movie with them. The favorite. act of killing is basically. Got you? Similar titles as well. <laughs> you could swap the titles in both.
0: <laughs> you know what? Fine. I don't
4: think so. Well.
0: <laughs> um, I was gonna say, is there a Jackie, the of is local legends, Is there a Jackie Chan movie that could rival this in 2012? But that was the year of Chinese Zodiac, which is not a very good. Well, one. So Matt Ma- Ma- Farley uh... reigns supreme.
2: Sightseers, there is Rick of?
3: Alverson's The Comedy, which is like one of my favorite dry comedy movies. Uh, I don't think I'd, I've heard I'd, that one, I'm pretty close to that. But uh,
2: the only good Rob Zombie movie came out that year, uh, what, what
3: yeah. Is that? The Monsters, uh, Lords <laughs> of Salem.
0: Oh, okay, I've not seen. Um, yeah, yeah which I is think New England themed,
4: of course.
0: This is definitely in the top like not two not for me. Holy Motors is up there, but and Spring Breakers, you don't know, let the River Beast get you
2: like Spring Breakers and Dread. Uh, we fucking, also have you Jurassic need to, Shark that you year. To watch Dread again, of course. I refuse to. I refuse
0: to believe Stephen in twenty twenty two would not have a good time with Dread.
2: Yeah, I probably would. I, yeah, I watched it. But, I mean, I, you people. Um, you would people would not have Love Film. Love Film was like our Netflix by post fame yeah. I had Dread from that and just did not, did not like. But you know what? I will watch Dread again. I will watch Dread again with you and make you like it,
0: and I'll give you the the <laughs> Riverbeats commentary track at the same time. Yeah. Uh, oh Matt, yeah, what yeah. was that uh, like silent movie you watched, and you were like, "Oh, what should I listen to while I watch this?" And I was like,
4: "Oh, what listen, oh, to, God, the, that
2: listen to the Riverbees?" Like,
4: because oh, uh, I, <laughs> I think it was the it was the 1925 Stella Dallas, not not the 37 one with Stan, right? But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's just no score. I'm just like, what should I listen to? Jack suggested <laughs> some Riverbees commentary. I'm just like, yeah, that
0: sounds about right. I, would, <laughs> I love that. It's like the Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz trying to see if they match up at any point. <laughs> yeah
4: commentary to the to so a
0: different oh God, movie it's... that came out nearly a hundred years after
2: we i was at someone's house um and obviously watching a very very legal copy of the movie marry me and we went to find um subtitles for it and we clicked the subtitle file, and clearly it was the stuff was like the devil west prada or something right. and they were just like i was like that is that is not the movie that's not the movie at all but clearly they were like around about the same length so therefore it was it was convinced that it was that love that uh, so do that. Watch the wrong subtitles to the film you're watching. Entertaining. <laughs> That's probably how you could get a motown vibe from some
0: movies though. Like you mm-hmm. could watch a, a, a like a really bad horror movie and throw on like an English lit adaptation of a book and you'd be reading and watching <laughs> it like, "Oh, this is like a motown vibe." Yeah. So, so that is The River Beast. Don't let The River Beast no, no. One of the best movies of the 21st century. My film of 2012. My favorite Motown Media movie. One of my favorite Blu rays to own. And just one of the most yeah. enjoyable things I've found in the past year, I think. I think we're all
2: pretty fond of this
0: movie, I think it's safe to say.
2: I want to show it to everybody, but I also don't because if they don't vibe with it, I, I go that's back to like a Will Sloan mm. like review a lot where he's just like, I've got this point in the pandemic where I'm going to ask my wife to Yes, with me. I I'm saw like, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, that's going to happen at some point. I'm like, and we're going to watch River Beast. And I'm like, a bit, and the whole time I'll be sat there, like,
0: that's the thing i think part of it it's, it's, it's uh, funny
2: right it's like, like why are you laughing it's funny like, oh, yeah. just watch it without me i can't It'll, be, it'll be too. it's mad. something
0: so special you want to share it but you also want to keep it mm. pure and like this little niche thing and as they say on the commentary commentary track like would you still have the same like production level and the same attitude towards filmmaking if something like this did blow up like I think they said like all it would take is one retweet or one tweet from someone like Patton Oswald or something on like this level yeah. of humour to to grab onto it to get more fans and to get recognition. But also like these movies play so well because there is such a small community for it. It's nice to see, like... Well, it's, it's crazy to me to think that mm. Riverbeast, after being out for ten years, still doesn't have... Or does it have a thousand logs on that box yet? I don't think it does. I, I checked last
4: night, I and mean, I think it was an 888. We're trying to get there. And most of those are Jack. They're all that. me, different um, accounts.
2: Um, well, here's here's my plan, alright? Oh, so, God. Justin McElroy, of being a McElroy fan. Yeah. <clears> um, if he can find a fun clip he remembers from his childhood... That, that that berries and cream yeah, sound, the... which he uploaded onto TikTok, <clears throat> it went viral. If he can make mm. that accidentally a viral sensation. We should start. I mean, Jack, you know how I was going to say. Work. I'll make an we account and should start recording I'll... little bits of this movie and getting them like as sounds for TikTok because, like, some of the bits in this movie mm. would be great, just like sounds to hear under random things happening. Yeah, there's a lot of clips. That's the there's way. There's a lot of clips in here.
0: Um, yeah. So that is my my marketing plan for Matt Farley is next in 2024 three i only said four there that but not squash i'm going to upload Secret. every 15 second clip of river beast until the yeah. whole movie is on tiktok and then there is no way you won't go viral and you can just pay yeah. me as and when that's fine
2: fantastic well there you go so that is we have made a don't resolution let
0: the river beast get you from our friends charlie and farley this has been a the twin geeks production um do we need to plug anything ladies and gentlemen plug Calvin, you know, plug. plug Ahoy? yeah we have uh,
3: 808 eight oh eight. and pod breaks is go watch a new series about like examining uh, uh, discographies and uh um, interviews about uh uh musicians and their overarching careers and how we relate to them that should be fun and that should be coming next two weeks uh we have two in the you know two planned but uh uh, the Twin Geeks will be launching into Robert Altman uh, Daydreamcast. Yes. I'll be on next. A lot of projects. I might
2: watch along for the first time. I might uh, do an Altman yeah, watch along because I want like like to... I'd wanna...
3: like to catch up on those
0: yeah. early ones and some of the later later stuff that I've missed. I've, I've seen like a good chunk of the middle, but I want
2: wanna... to... I know that Matt has seen them all, but not that that has any relevance to why I've watched them. <laughs> I think I could watch a lot.
3: <laughs> I think uh, Altman was uh, also the start of like David and I being like, okay, we're going to get together and keep watching movies every weekend, and then let's make a website about it. So I think uh, oh, I cool. I've heard a
2: story similar to that recently, actually, yeah. um, oh, yeah. because I I just interviewed um, our friend David Punch for a Stacks podcast yes. that will be up relatively soon, yeah. depending on when this post. Yeah.
0: Next, it might be in a feed right now. Who knows? Uh, that is from yeah. the A Note from the Author series of the Stacks. Mm. Uh, other things coming up. We have a new episode of Adventures Through Asian Cinema this week. Um, that should be fun
2: with our good buddy
0: Ben. What else we got coming up?
2: When is it the Matt and Steven takeover where we just kick you out with about Hong Sang movies for a episode? <laughs> I've seen them all, I edited that off, one video. Get, it's fine, you get an off week. I mean, I'd be. love a fucking. Oh yeah. Oh, *Normal the North*. Come
0: on. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> We've had Calvin on to talk about of the North*.
2: Uh, Matt, you watch Norm of the North*. What do you think <laughs>
0: about I it? No thoughts. No thoughts.
2: Head empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
0: um. So yeah, I've
3: ha- I have a very positive uh, neutrality toward it, as our friend Samantha. <laughs> uh, like, like the most neutral. neutral I have uh, no strong feelings one
2: movie. way or the other. Or I the have other. very strong feelings about having <laughs> like none. What makes a man turn uh, neutral? <laughs> Now Jack and I are going to quote that one. I said, if you try, them back to each other for
0: a while. <laughs> oh, that'll do it for today. That's been Don't Let the motor Cast Get You. Follow us all on Calvin? Twitter, Letterboxd, and obviously thetwingGeeks.com for all your cultural needs.
3: Thanks for having sex on the telephone. Thanks for having sex <laughs> yes, on
2: the line, telephone. Calvin. Thanks for having sex on the telephone. So we'll see
0: you next time for, is it Local Legends next? Yep. Local Ugh. Legends next time yeah, Right. What a one-two What a what a double bill Goodbye
1: Charlie Roxburgh You're so talented You are very good movie maker You're the director of lots of great movies Like Freaky Farley And Slingshot get lots of shots done in one